Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Frankie Preslav. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. Well, hello, people. How's everyone doing, and how's your week going? Pretty good. Where are our other boys? Where are our other boys? <laughs> yeah, don't well, we have Justin, two other boys? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> well, no. I just is, is Grant gone for good? No, Grant is actually going to do one more <laughs> one more show. You know, I've been hearing that a lot. I know that's for a long that's time. Grant. So he'll be okay, back good. one more time. Uh, Kevin is home, and he's going to be back next week. So then it'll be the four of us, uh, or five of us, and then that back down to four. So, yeah, okay. it, it'll be interesting. To well, see. I'm happy to be with you, too. I didn't mean yeah. to imply oh. that. I just didn't know where they were. Yeah, well, they're, so I, I get, like, text <laughs> messages or whatever. Okay. Them, young, them young boys trying all right. to keep them all corralled. <laughs> it's difficult. So, Melody, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm Happy to be here, and uh, you're happy to be here. I am. Love and smile. Yay! Okay, there we I go. I am. So, <laughs> your school started for your children, child, yes. person. Yeah, it started last week. Yeah, and, and you have a middle school I person. I have a middle school. She's in eighth grade. Yeah. So that's wow. really exciting. Does and it feel yeah. like summer went really fast? Uh, it summer flies by. Yeah, it does. and it's a shorter summer for our school. Uh-huh. So, yeah. uh, she like just you know. Out and then back, right back in. Back so. into it. And, and Justin, your poor dog is sick. Well, you yeah, but he got better you today. Like, I hope. You think? So you I, I hope. What did yeah. you do to it? I didn't do anything. <laughs> um, he ate some eggs with some onion powder and garlic yeah. powder and yeah. got very sick. And but, sick. you know, it was just a minuscule amount, so he is better. And um, he was happy this morning. Did you so have to take him to the vet or you just did Yeah, it? well, I called the vet on the phone and talked okay. to her about it and everything. And she talked me through it because, of course, I was panicked. Right. Yeah. My dog is the love of my life. Yeah. You, know? you make your dog eggs, though? I mean, that's like, <laughs> I don't even make my child eggs. <laughs> I was not. No, I did not. Um, you didn't put, like, all that stuff on it and it no, jumped on the table. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Little Ruthie did. And, oh, okay. Uh, you know, we spoiled him rotten, but we're finding out that he. So why would make her think that the dog would want <laughs> onions? And, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Little Ruthie. Well, that's... you know, she's a chef. Right. Oh. She's well, gotta try it out on something. You gotta kill first. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a good chef until at least you killed one thing. <laughs> so well there's so much happening in the news, but sadly we lost an icon today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I'm very sad to hear about this and to read about this because I loved her so, but Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul and a longtime gay icon, has died at the age of seventy six. Franklin had battled cancer for years. She was surrounded at home by family and friends when she passed away at 9.50 a.m., according to CNN. The official cause of death was due to advanced pancreatic cancer, which was confirmed by Franklin's oncologist, Dr. Philip 
Phillips of Carmano Cancer Institute in Detroit. Her last public performance was in late 2017 at a benefit for the Elton John AIDS Foundation. She announced last year that she would be retire, retiring from touring following a few dates in support of her latest album. She was forced to cancel several concerts recently on her doctor's orders. She had said earlier, I must tell you I'm retiring this year. This will be my last year. I will be recording, but this will be my last year in concert. This is it. Franklin's family confirmed that she was gravely ill earlier this week. The family said in a statement, in one of the darkest moments of our lives, we are not able to find the appropriate words to express the pain in our heart. We've lost the matriarch and rock of our family. The love she had for her children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, and cousins knew no bounds. So that's very sad news today. That was sad. It's like everywhere, you know, it's, you know. Yeah. She died of pancreatic cancer, I think. Right. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and and she was in my house ever since I was born. You know, that's what I was just thinking, Melanie, is I, it's, you know, it strikes you because of that. She is sort of the soundtrack to all of our lives. And I was thinking today, she's part of some of my very first memories. Right. Right. Of my parents playing her albums. Yes. Right. Or even being in adult parties, you know, when I was a kid. I mean, she was always on everybody's turntable oh, exactly. when I was growing up. And my, my daughter sings R.E.S.P.C. <laughs> I just bust out every once song. in a while. So, yeah. you know, and, and she knows more of it. And she's heard her whole life. So, I mean, so many people she's touched. And she did a Absolutely. big impact on, you know, and done so many different, you know, cultural, you know, issues as far as black and Game. Oh, yeah. And, uh, um, I mean, she was an icon in, in so many ways. Supporting Angela Davis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So I mean, she jumped, jumped right in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stuck out and, and did so much. So it's going to be, I don't know, a, a difficult one as, as I keep reading all the commentary that's, you know, going on and, and the different medias of, of her. I saw her at IU at one point. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And I, 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 could, I was trying to think of what year it was. And I had fairly good seats, and there was a photographer, I think for the IDS, was kind of whipping around the stage and stuff. And she stopped the, that and said, no, son, you know, <laughs> said, not now. And, I mean, I was like, oh, my God. And she just said, uh, after the show, you can come and do Aww. photos of me. But, I mean, she gave him a stern. I mean, <laughs> everybody kind of, like, sat back. Right. Just, mama, just, mama just gave you the, you know, the scolding. Right. And she was definitely the diva, and she commanded, you know, any situation she was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her presence was just so. amazing. It's, it's hard to believe somebody like that. Um, she was young, too, 76. Yeah. I mean, right. you know, I thought she was – actually, I thought she was older um, – I don't know. She's been around forever. She's been yeah. Around well, forever. she she was young when she started. Right. Yeah. I think when she had her first hit at 25, but I know she started singing when she was just a little girl, and they right. had to mm-hmm. put her on a little stool to stand <laughs> on stage right. yeah. and everything. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a hard one to replace. Oh. And it shouldn't be. Very right. sad. Anti-LGBTQ baker sues Civil Rights Commission after he refuses to serve a trans customer, Masterpiece Cake Shop owner, Jack Phillips just won't stop persecuting would-be customers and suing the government when he gets caught. While his refusal to serve a gay couple seeking a wedding cake made it made national news, it's the only time he's refused to do business, it's not the only time he's refused to do business with an LGBTQ person and cited his devotion to a loving God as his reason. Phillips was found 
to violate uh, Colorado's civil rights laws by refusing service to the gay couple, and despite losing repeated appeals to state and federal courts, he managed to convince a majority of Supreme Court justices that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission didn't take his religious freedom excuse seriously. In private email exchanges, some commissioners expressed doubts that Phillips's religious freedom claim was more than an attempt to use his religion to discriminate against LGBTQ people. The Supreme Court sent the case back to the commission, saying that they may have been prejudiced against Phillips. The court noted this in its ruling was specific to this case and not a blanket permission for discrimination. The same month Phillips was battling in court for his ability to discriminate against gays and lesbians, he was also facing other allegations that he had refused to bake a cake for a transgender customer, Autumn Scardina. After losing the case as well, Phillips is taking the commission and Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper to court. Our state's law... Oh, sorry. <laughs> the state of Colorado is ignoring the message of the United States Supreme Court by continuing to single out Jack for punishment and to exhibit hostility toward his religious beliefs, said Christian Wagoner of the hate group Alliance Defending Freedom, the legal organization representing the baker. Yes, Phillips believes that the government is persecuting him for enforcing long-standing civil rights law that he has repeatedly broken. Scardina tried to order a pink ca a cake with blue frosting to celebrate her birthday and the date she announced her transition. The cake would have expressed messages about sex and gender identity that conflict with his religious beliefs, according to his lawyers. In a ruling issued at the end of June, the commission decided the baker denied Scardina equal employment, equal enjoyment of a place of public accommodation. They ordered Phillips and Scardina to mediation to attempt to resolve the issue amicably. Instead, Phillips has sued, the, has sued alleging he is the victim in one of the most egregious examples of Christian persecution complex since the Supreme Court ruled that the First Amendment guarantee of religious freedom did not give Bob Jones University the right to claim tax-exempt status while practicing racial discrimination in the name of Jesus. Our state's laws haven't changed. Colorado's non-discrimination laws are still in place, and in fact, they were upheld by the Supreme Court in the Masterpiece ruling this past June. What, when Colorado Executive Director Daniel Ramos said in an emailed statement. We have seen the ADF launch similar lawsuits across the country that target non-discrimination laws and civil rights agencies, and this broad lawsuit that they filed on behalf of, behalf of Jack Phillips reads as more of the same, Ramos continued. When a the ADF was looking into the Masterpiece case, it was a license to discriminate, and they did not get that when the Supreme Court upheld Colorado's non-discrimination laws. Well, I think people need to stop buying from Jack Phillips. <laughs> Clearly. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. We need to stop going there and trying to purchase stuff. What is, are his cakes that good? I have, I, I won't know, I'll never know. You'll never uh, know. Because I'm right. going there. And I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. I. I what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I think the very same thing. I mean, just stop going to him. Everybody who right. doesn't believe That's in this, just you know stop. I mean? stop supporting I him. mean, I, I understand. I think there's some taunting going on, obviously, and yes. and people True. trying to kind of you know push it. And and I get it. And and people should be able to walk in to whatever store they want. But if you if there's somebody that's just not a nice person, 
um, then stay away. But I'm assuming that there's some financial backing of the person who walked in there. And this is, uh, again, they're just trying to make an example, which I, I commend. Um, and so I'm being half-hearted and half-funny about uh, my statement. But, uh, you know, it's ridiculous. It's it, I know that there are a few people who really sincerely, sincerely hold these beliefs. But once you get, uh, you go to the state and you ask for a business license, a license to, to serve the public, you have to follow the rules of the state. I mean, that's simply it. And uh, discrimination, um, although for LGBT people in the state of Indiana, that's not expressly uh, stated, uh, it's still maybe covered and it's still a good faith thing. So, um, you know, let the free market decide too. Don't, don't go to these places that discriminate. Uh, we had the little stickers they put up on doorways and uh-huh. in businesses saying we serve everyone. Right. That, that's a lovely thing. And, you know, it should be rolled out everywhere. I think we shouldn't lose sight of that. Right. And I, I think there's great point. Hopefully, you know, more good than bad. But it's hard when you, you know, see these things and you hear side stories that don't get the press that, you know, things like this happen. I mean, we just reported up in Avon with the flower shop, right. um, you know, and, you know, how, how many times the things like that happen that people don't report or make issue of and just kind of sweep it under the, the rug and, and just, you know, kind of walk away. Um, right. I, I, Nova situation in Bloomington where, you know, some owners, you know, were not very nice to some gay folks, but it's not going anywhere because um, yeah. they just don't want to take it. So it, it happens. And sometimes uh-huh. you can't fight everyone. Um, and, and sometimes that is the better. But, uh, you know, it's it's it just seems like n- now in this time, um, it's just there's so much of it. Right. And, you know, when when does it stop? And where, where 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 do you draw the line in the sand? Um, and I think, you know, I, I I I'm one of those vocal people that would always say something. What? That, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> not you. So, not me. No. No quiet, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think you know mm. it's it's frustrating and sad, and you know it's going to continue, and we're just going to have to continue to fight. And, you know, bring right. it to attention and, you know, that. But, guys, let's stay away from Jack. You know, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. And I think he likes the the press. But it does seem, yeah, exactly. I mean, it seems to be this one cake owner. Right. Again and again. And he I comes mean, off, if you see him on the, ra- the TV, <laughs> the radio, if you see him on the radio, because <laughs> I see people on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the television. On the television. <laughs> or, or the, you know, read about him. In the, he, he comes off very nice. He's a nice guy. At least oh, really? that's, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a hard person not to like um, when you hear him talking. But it's all the other stuff that he's not talking about and who he really is. It's, you know. Right. How can you be and a nice guy and not be nice to everybody? Exactly. And and the the um, these are my sincerely held beliefs. Thing seems a little dubious anyway. I have you know many friends who are, are devout Christian or right. uh, Muslim or Jewish, and they they believe <coughs> in equality and they they love all. And right. uh, the, this doesn't fit right with them uh, either. So. Well, um, also we have in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, the Pride disinvited the police and firefighters quit the parade in protest. The Madison Police Department will not be marching at Pride this year. 
The Outreach LGBT Community Center in Madison, Wisconsin, which organizes the annual parade, formally rescinded applications from the department and the Dane County Sheriff's Office in a letter sent Friday. Local LGBTQ residents told Outreach they felt unsafe with an armored police presence in the parade, as they perceived police as causing racism and homophobia, reports the Wisconsin State Journal. Board member Jill Nagler said the center had been fielding concerns for over a year. Outreach had initially approved plainclothes officers to march in the parade, but a rally protesting police participation swayed the LGBTQ organization's decision. Lieutenant Brian Cheney Austin, founder of Madison Police Department Pride, expressed disappointment in Outreach's decision to NBC News, but he is hopeful of paving a path forward. He said, there were some hearts broken, there were some tears shed, but we know there's work that needs to be done and we want to take that on. In response, the Madison Fire Department issued a statement saying it would forego marching in the parade this year as a show of solidarity with the police department. Quote, in light of the disappointing decision by outreach to rescind the invitation to the Madison Police Department to participate in this year's Pride Parade, the Madison Fire Department, in solidarity with our women and men in blue, must respectfully and regretfully decline to participate in this year's parade. Unquote. Police will still serve as security for Madison Pride. Outreach has invited plainclothes, unarmed officers to attend the event with their families. The parade will be held this Sunday. So, um, actually, before we start this discussion, I think what we need to do is take a music break. Um, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Love comes unstuck in the brain Like a man stolen Like a diamond Deep in the earth, like a razor unfolded, like a million, million waves of joy. Night comes circling in, like a rain in the ocean, and the light. On the lid of the 
Welcome back to Blooming Out. Well, welcome back, everybody. We have been talking about uh, how Madison Pride disinvites police and the firefighters quit the parade and protest in Madison, Wisconsin, um, and how um, the Outreach LGBT Community Center in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, who organizes the parade, rescinded the applications from the department and the Dane County Sheriff's Office in a letter sent on Friday. So any thoughts on this issue? Listening to the the reasons why um, they were disinvited, I, I you know hear a lot uh, on the wires and in in groups and and talking to people about you know there is a genuine fear, there is uh, a lot of uh, pain felt historically uh, for against police and the way that LGBT people have been. Uh, uh, treated the way that African Americans and brown people have been treated. It's uh, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to overcome, um, and and so I, I get that uh, that thought process. I, I understand where that's coming from. But what are we doing in the sense of kind of building bridges? I think that you know if people are willing to talk, and you know, and, and if you're kind of scared of the boogeyman. And you have an opportunity to sit across and have a discussion with the community and, and bridge, make friendships and find common ground and work from there. Um, I, I, I don't I mean, I don't know the, the whole history with what's going on with Madison and, you know, why it happened, if there was some infighting, if there's, you know, really some bad stuff happening up there and, and they shouldn't be there. But I think it's, it's community by community. Um, Bloomington's lucky because we have a LGBTQ um, liaison. Mm-hmm. I think 12% of our police force is gay. Um, there's, um, there's uh, I think, a lot of positive stuff that we have here. But we have people that are coming from other towns and cities. Um, I think the badge itself represents a lot to people. And I think it's getting past that part. But, you know, I'm a big component of communicating of you know meeting your you know your not enemies but you know your your foe of trying to figure it out i mean you know with with you justin what do you mm-hmm. kind of think about this and uh, well i think it's interesting because uh pride we've talked about this on the show and lots of times uh we forget that it is a component in a memorial of you know the riots this uh stonewall ri- riots right. and where police used to put people in paddy wagons for being gay and busted the place up. So, yes, they were not very kind to our people. (laughs) And um, it was a huge riot against that sort of treatment. Um, However, you know, these days there are so many people from our community that are in law enforcement. And as you said, they have an alliance and uh, they have a transgender person working there. And so I like to see that sort of progress. So... I don't know. I mean, I wish that we could have them. I, I wish people felt comfortable with it, I guess. I think that I personally would feel comfortable with it, but that's me. I don't know. Obviously, not everybody does. So do you think it's uh, demographics? Do you think it's uh, age, race, or, um, you know, because, I mean, I, I, I am being, you know, who I am, um, I don't have issues with the police. Um, I haven't had um, right. you know, but look at me. 
I'm, you know, I'm white. I pass. People usually don't uh-huh. accuse me of being, you know, gay. Um, uh-huh. I mean, I don't wear a lot of stuff on my sleeve. So I, 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 I live in a different world when it comes to that. So it wouldn't trigger you in any way. No. And I, and, 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 and I think in, people, so. and in our community, I mean, when I, I had one really awful incident with uh, neighbors um, when, when we moved um, to our, our, our home. And this person is no longer there, but it was a family. And they harassed us. And intimidated us and just made it miserable. And the police handled it awesome. I mean, they came out. They took care of the situation. They supported my family. They, you know, made us feel safe. Um, You know, that was my story with with the the Bloomington Police Department and and has been. Um, But that's my story. Right. You know, and Uh I, you know, and I so I can represent me. Um, and I, so I, I'm seeing it that firsthand on that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, as far as on divisions and, and getting the communities together to be able to, to talk about this, I would, you know, love to see, um, again, that, that people sit, sit together and, and figure this out, you uh-huh. know, at this point. So we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about what's going up in, uh, Indianapolis right now, um, with, uh, I think, Melanie, you have uh, that one. Yes, Roncalli High School in Indianapolis is uh, insisting that the guidance counselor, Shelley Fitzgerald, resign after being presented, and the, the school was presented with a uh, anonymous uh, copy of her wedding certificate that shows that she is married to a woman. And there's been a lot of discussion and a lot of development <coughs> in the past week about this. Um, uh, one of the school board members has resigned in protest of Ron Culley's actions. Uh, former salutatorian uh, um, has returned the honor um, mm-hmm. and spoken out against it. So many people are speaking out against it. The children had mounted their own, uh, and, and even some of the teachers there had worn uh, little rainbow hearts uh, to show oh, their wow. solidarity with. And, and she had been there for a long time. 15 years, I think. Yeah. So it's not like it was a secret. It was a it was an open secret. Uh-huh. So but and she's been married for a little while. Right. I mean, it's, this yeah. isn't something that just happened, but it got up to it. It was presented formally and uh, anonymously at the same time. So, so it's something uh, that they couldn't necessarily. So I'm guessing everybody knew. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the higher uppers. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, and then it, it I, I mean, I don't know how you keep that one a secret within, you know. Right. You right. Know, so exactly. I, and I think because it came it became public, um, then they felt they had to react and they couldn't. And there's a uh, there's a clause in the her employment uh, uh, contract saying that she has to follow the, the rules of the church and um, and. There's a morality clause, right? And that is and not this is seen part of the as morality. Mora- yeah, it's clause. not seen as moral in the Catholic Church. Hmm. So, because I think they said that you, she could divorce, right? They and, gave her the option, and they to gave her the option to dissolve divorce, her marriage or not talk oh, no. about. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. I, okay. Wow. Yeah. So, um, it, I'm not sure exactly where they stand on moral ground, especially given the uh, the news from Pennsylvania. Uh, about the 301 priests, at least. Um, yeah, nobody's coming <laughs> so, on that one. Um, well, I think the Pope did, actually. Right. Um, and so, those, which was a big deal. <laughs> uh, and they protect them. Right. But for some reason, this is 
worse than everything else. So, no, I think it's, you know, again, when when I first saw it, I, you know, wanted to be reactional and I was going to, you know, I usually will send an email or, you know, something to, you know, the school or Mm -hmm. when I see stuff to just kind of chime in and give my, but I I held off on this one for some weird reason. Um, And I'm glad because I would have actually been angry at the wrong people at that point because I think the people that are kind of getting a lot of the heat um, are uh, are the ones that, you know, at least the, 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 the administrative in, in within the school itself, right. they don't want to see this happen. And the, and the stories yeah. of the kids, you know, yeah. the beautiful stories and, you know, really heartfelt. and It's it, very touching yeah. to see the reactions of the children. I, yeah, it's yeah. the archdiocese who's the student. really, um, and not the school itself, mm-hmm. but the archdiocese is the, the, the governing body there. And yeah. they're the ones that make the decisions. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they handle this, and hopefully uh, she'll be able to keep her job. Um, so the saga, saga continues. Or, or somebody's going to give her a good job after this. I mean, yeah, I, hope I so. mean, but the sad <laughs> part <laughs> is that you know she she loved what she did, and the yeah. kids loved her. And you right. know, there was stories I was reading about how even after tr- you know students graduated, you know, you'd always get a call from her and following up. So you know, you. She's amazing. She sounds like a great person. She's got nothing but love. Yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, hopefully it'll work out. It's time for a weekly uh, events for a calendar and a short music break. Uh, take it away, Lucas.
Welcome back to Blooming Out. We're going to take a look at the community calendar real quick. Um, tomorrow, August 17th, we have the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Breakfast at Cloverleaf Family Restaurant. That's on 4023 West 3rd Street in Bloomington. Um, that starts at 10 a.m. Uh, this is a monthly meeting to support senior citizens who are LGBTQ along with allies. Um, later on this week, Saturday, this weekend, we have tomato tasting at the farmer's market at the Bloomington farmer's market. Um, this is August 18th, Saturday at 9 a.m. Um, while supplies last. And then also on August 18th, we have meditation at 406 South Walnut Street in Bloomington. Um, that's at 10 a.m. at 406 South Walnut. All right, we're going to throw it back over to Blooming Out. Welcome back to Blooming Out. I'm Justin Robertson, and we would like to welcome our guest, Janae Cummings from Bloomington Pride. Uh, Janae serves as the board chair of Bloomington Pride, and Janae, thank you so much for oh, taking some time out and coming out and uh, talking to us. So as board chair, what is your job with the Blooming Out? Uh, with our Blooming Pride, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we just hired you. You have a new uh, job. With Not Bloomington a Pride, um, my job is, is really leading our board of directors and, and executing our, our organizational mission, which is to uh, to provide safe space, to provide inclusivity, mm -hmm. um, to enrich and to educate the community. Um, and so that means overseeing our board of directors, um, our safe space programs, our events, so all of that, sponsor management, like all those kinds of things. That's a big responsibility. <laughs> How long have you been doing it? I've been the chair for, I believe, maybe 18 months. Um, okay. And we're all volunteers at Bloomington Pride, so no okay. one's getting paid to do this, so it's right. very much a labor of love. How long do you hold your posts? Uh, like four years or something. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, it's a while. <laughs> wow. So you get to. So um, you you said uh, you mentioned about safe spaces. Mm -hmm. What is that? And we're going to get talking about. Uh, we have three safe space programs. Mm -hmm. um, the first, most people know, is Prism Youth Community, which serves serves oh. uh, LGBTQ plus uh, youth ages 12 to 20 and their allies. Um, we also have the LGBT Aging and Caring Network, uh, which is for uh, not just our, I guess you would call them rainbow elders, but anyone who um, is interested or interested in community with, you know, um, older folks. And uh, we also have a trans and allies support community, also called TASC, um, which is a a peer-led support group for trans, non-binary, genderqueer folks. Okay, awesome. So what are some of the things going on this month? Uh, and we're coming, we're closing down to the date sure, soon. Sure, sure. Our biggest event, of course, is Pride Fest, which takes place uh, Saturday, August 25th on East Kirkwood Avenue between Walnut and Grant Streets. Um, but we've had a number of things going on all month. Um, there is an art show called Everybody taking place at Thomas Gallery. So um, that's running every Friday. Um, it features eight, I think, maybe 10 queer artists, um, not just in town, but um, from across the country, um, showcasing their art really at a moment maybe where they felt most vulnerable in their identity and mm -hmm. and uh, expressing that. Um, we will also have a poetry slam next Friday, August 24th. That will be 6.30 to 8.30 at Rhinos. Um, and that will feature eight queer spoken word performers, um, not just from Bloomington, but from across the region who compete and uh, do this um, oh. as a practice and so that should be a really mm -hmm. very exciting time um, we will also have a uh, 
we have age education workshops as part of Pride Fest, and we'll start on Wednesday with those. And uh, that will take place at the Monroe County Public Library, who's a great partner of, of ours, of the organization. And that will be with uh, Dr. Debbie Herbenick, who many oh, people yes. know yeah. um, from IU, School speaker. of Public Health. Yeah, and uh-huh. so she'll be speaking about, um, it'll be a workshop on sexual pleasure for cisgender women. Um, and so that's how we'll get things going on Wednesday. And then Saturday, um, at the public library, we will start at 11 o'clock. And our first uh, workshop that day is called Recoloring Your Rainbow, which mm-hmm. is really for, you know, determining how you age in a queer space. Like, you, wow. the, like we, like we're, um, our, our older folks are now that generation that kicked things off for us that really mm-hmm. um, got things moving. This this movement and and and, and this this push for equality and now you know they're they're older now they're retired and now we're taking mm-hmm. care of them and um how do you how you how do you identify um w- once you kind of get to this age like what do you do who do you associate with like how do you mm-hmm. where do you find support where do you find love and so that's where we start mm-hmm. um after that will be a conversation or a workshop with uh the education and training committee from prism youth community and um, they will be speaking to youth ages 9 to 12 so young folks who are not old enough to be in prism and their parents um about the kind of terms and identity Mm -hmm. and and understanding who you are and this is what this means and you know this is what it means to be gay this is what it means Mm -hmm. to be trans and this is how you may be feeling and that kind of thing um following that we will have three workshops um i think they are running uh, concurrently. Um, the first uh, is Transgender in Indiana. It is a conversation that we started last year um, that involved um, our friends at the ACLU of Indiana um, and the TEAT program, the Transgender Education and Advocacy Program. Advocacy program. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we had a number of panelists last year. I think, Melanie, you were there also last I was, year? Yeah, I was yeah. facilitating. Yeah. Um, and so this year we'll be continuing that conversation um, with panelists from our task program um, and that will be moderated by Gene Smith who most people know uh-huh. mm-hmm. in town nice. um, another workshop happening uh, that day will be um, kind of a prep 101 so if people are unsure what prep is which is oh what is the definition of yeah. prep? we've talked about it a few yeah, times yeah on the show, um, sure. pre-exposure <laughs> uh, prophylaxis for prophylaxis there you go um, that will good. be a 101 <laughs> um, with our friends from IU Health positive link okay. um, talking about um, just all the kinds of things you need to know about prep, um, any kind of any kind of information that maybe scares you away from prep, or mm-hmm. you know, kind of going through um, all of that information. And then there will be one more session, and one that we're really excited about um, with a sex working or sex worker activist um, named Allison, who will be speaking um, really about SESTA and FOSTA legislation and why I believe the title is you know why sex workers can't complain about work. And so that should be a really um, engaging conversation because, as I think most people know, like quite a bit of sex workers are in our community or in the LGBTQ community. And um, this legislation is killing people. It is killing mm-hmm. us. And this is something that we need to discuss. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, wow. what we'll, that's how we'll kick things off. And then the street festival starts at 3 o'clock. Now, I've done a lot of talking, so if you want to cut me off. No, I'm, I'm like <laughs> impressed. I, 
I, I think would, you looked at your phone once, <laughs> and I can barely spell my name. I was going to say the like, same thing. You must have a photographic memory because I'm like, okay, I, I've known Frankie I'm, here for 40 years, and I don't remember his name. Who are you? Um, yeah, who are exactly. you? <laughs> but but what, one thing I did want to ask, Janae, is, is if – because this is a lot of information. Is this listed somewhere? Absolutely. To, we have a Facebook event, of course, okay, like everyone yes. does. Um, and so if you go to slash Bloomington Pride on Facebook and look at our events, every event that I've spoken about so far is list, listed there. Okay. Um, so all of the education events are there listed individually so you can attend one if you want and you don't have to attend the others. Um, the Poetry Slam is there. Um, the workshop with Dr. Rabenik is there. Uh, the Everybody Gallery Show is there. And Pride Fest is there as a massive event. And so right. you would need to check inside that event for all of the things on the schedule for the street festival, okay. which I can talk about okay. in a minute. Yeah. Um, you can also look at our website, bloomingtonpride.org slash pridefest. Everything is listed there as well. Great, wonderful. So there's even more events than what you've talked about so far? Oh, absolutely, mm. of course. Okay, <laughs> what else Oh, also, <laughs> and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our Instagram account, which posts about all of these events and all of our performers okay. and all of our speakers and that kind of thing okay. every day. Um, so the event kicks off at 3 o'clock. Um, and like I said before, we're on East Kirkwood between Walnut and uh, Grant. And um, I'll, make it, I'll, I'll say a few words, and then we're going to have a couple of – probably a couple of our winning poets from the Poetry Slam maybe um, do a piece or two, and that's something that will um, repeat through the day. Um, we will also, and pulling away from the kind of individual stage acts, what we will also do is, because we are we are an organization that has very much evolved in our ag advocacy and our activism, we will be highlighting local at activist groups who don't often get um, a voice or a stage. Uh -huh. What does that um, look like? It well, well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Um, <laughs> that will mean we have a we have a stage. It was, it's sponsored by Upland Brewing Company. We're very appreciative uh, to them uh, for their support, and um, that will involve representatives of these groups. It will be Black Lives Matter, um, Indiana Recovery Alliance, um, Undocu Hoosiers Bloomington, and likely New Leaf New Life to come up and speak about the issues that matter to them and how people um, can support them. People who are attending can support them. So what's uh, New Leaf New Life? Um, it is. Uh, kind of restorative justice uh, for, for people who have been incarcerated. Um, oh. And part of New Leaf New Life is also the Pages to Prisoners project, which involves, you know, writing letters um, to people in uh -huh. who, who are incarcerated and, um, you know, writing letters to survivors. Um, we have a partnership as an organization with New Leaf, um, Pages to Prisoners, also Middleway House, um, to get together every couple of weeks or maybe it's it's once a month actually on Wednesdays and we write letters to um, survivors of sexual violence and assault mm -hmm. who are incarcerated mm -hmm. and just letters of support that kind of thing so giving these four groups a platform to share their message mm -hmm. is really important to us so they will be sprinkled throughout the program like mm -hmm. they're not all going to talk at once so if you don't if you're not there at three you're going to miss everyone um, we hope to kind of stagger them throughout the day um, but after a couple people speak um, our 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 stage will open with Huckleberry Funk, which is a kind of a <laughs> local funk I like that name. Uh, soul band. They're a lot of fun. They're yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and then we'll get going from there. So I can run through the whole schedule, or <laughs> it's up to you. Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with lots more. <laughs>
back to Blooming Out on WFHB, where we're speaking with Janae Cummings of uh, Bloomington Pride. <laughs> you wanted to do Blooming Out, too, like I did, right? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do it. It's, like, it's catching when something like that happens. Uh. <laughs> so um, where did we leave off? Um, as far as, you know, we, we talked about, we, we, during the break, we were talking about vendors and, you know, how many are going to be there. So what's that going to look like? Um, the vendor space. So we've expanded an extra block this year. Like I've, I've said a couple times, I think we were running now from Walnut to Grant Streets, which are um, three colossal blocks on Kirkwood Avenue. We basically suck yeah. up all the air on the street. Um, <laughs> so we have vendors, nonprofits, grassroots organizations, social justice organizations, um, businesses, food trucks, food vendors. So really co covering the whole gamut of, of, of people who might vend. And we also have, of course, um, our own space, and which will include tables for our safe space programs. Um, but we will have, I believe, 89 vendors um, on Kirkwood Avenue that day. Wow. And um, we expect, you know, maybe 12 or 13,000 people to to interact wow. with those vendors and, and to and to, to engage with them. So it's going to be a great day. Does this cost? No. Um, we ask for a suggested donation of $5 okay. because it costs money and, right. you know, and not just Pride Fest. Like we have programs to support and we have outreach we'd like to do and education uh -huh. and that costs. And so um, for people to donate even $5 is, is a great benefit to us. But you can absolutely get in for free. You don't Very have good. to, but we would certainly appreciate it. So is it fenced mm -hmm. off? Or? No, well, we will. It, there are barricades, okay. but um, there is not proper fencing that creates a like a border. Yeah. Um, but the boundaries of the festival will be clear and those will be marked for people and they'll know when they're leaving the festival space. Right. So there is an entry and an exit. It's not. Yeah. The, uh, yeah there are entrances on the end caps. So okay. um, those will be clear marked entrances. Of course, people, you know, Bloomington will wander in from wherever, right. um, whatever side street. But the official entrances will be on Walnut at Kirkwood and on uh, Kirkwood at Grant. OK. Well, are they going to serve alcohol or is it? Yes. Um, we will have alcohol provided by Cardinal Spirits okay. as well as Upland oh. Brewing Company. Um, to both of them are, are two of our great sponsors and we appreciate mm -hmm. their support. So um, there will be a designated area where they are selling things. Um, and people are more than welcome to go and 
and will they be able themselves. to walk around or will they, they will um, they simply will. because we are in a festival boundary wow. they cannot leave okay. the festival okay. with an open container but they can walk around okay. in the festival grounds okay. it, it, was that, has, did that happen last year I, yeah it did happen okay. last year I yeah. missed last oh, that's year that's great outside. so yeah that, but we will also have people watching out to make sure that no one is overserved, right. to make sure right. no one leaves with with, with yeah. alcohol um, and to be kind of minding people yeah which sure is so important yeah. mm-hmm. you go to some prides I've been to and it's just you want it to be it's a family and it is bad yeah no, site. we will have um, – it's very family-friendly, uh, particularly in the day, of course. Um, we will have a family zone with a bouncy house and some games oh. and that kind of thing. Also, First Christian Church um, will have some games on the, set up on their lawn that day. So, you know, kid, and they'll be okay. – I, I believe they'll be giving out free popsicles to, to youngsters. So, That's um, where my kid is. <laughs> yeah, so um, it should be – it's a great time for kids as well. Um, and then parents who want to come, you know, before the sun sets, right. um, before, before things start getting uh, really exciting. Um, but uh, – Beyond that, beyond those things, and we'll have food trucks and food vendors as well, so people really don't have to leave. If they right. don't want to leave. How about a parade? Uh, we do not have a parade. It is the ha- like, it is a logistical nightmare in this town to have a parade. Right. Oh, right. Uh, we would love to have a parade, but it's very difficult to do. Yeah. I think what Spencer has a doggy parade. Yeah, it's oh. yeah. adorable. It's adorable. <laughs> I think it's a pet parade. I think yeah. you can bring. You're right. You're right. Because yeah. I saw a pig. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a llama. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, it's wonderful. So. so we prefer to put our efforts toward making sure right. that the day, that the festival, and any fringe events are really, you know, kind of on point and right. what we want. Right. Um, beyond that, we will have um, performers on two stages throughout the day. One will be the Upland Brewing. Uh, stage will be located in the CVS parking lot, which is where it was last year. Um, There will be another stage um, at uh, Lincoln and Kirkwood. So if you know where the construction is for the the Graduate Hotel and Old National Bank, it will be right there in that intersection. Um, So on the Upland stage, as I said before, we'll kick off with Huckleberry Funk. Um, We'll have uh, DJ Mad Dog play for a while. DJ Ferocious Gold will play. Um, We will also have a significant amount of drag and burlesque and boylesque that day. Um, All manner performances. We'll also have performances from some young uh, drag princes and princesses um, <laughs> who are who are high school students and very excited to participate. I was gonna say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, no, it's fine. but I, I I've never heard that term before. Well, Can you believe and, it? Kings and queens and the, yeah, I've heard of yeah. kings and queens, yeah. but now they're prince and princesses. Yeah. So, so that's uh, high school students. Yeah, they're high school students, oh, and with I full parental it. permission, I want to make sure that's clear. <laughs> right. <and> right. <laughs> um, and so they'll be joining, and we'll have drag um, on both stages, um, but they will be performing. The the youngsters will be performing on the Boston Scientific stage. Um, also on the Boston Scientific stage, it will open with Coryland Men's Chorus, um, okay. and it will also and we'll also have um, a Bloomington native Emily Maroney, um, who will play for us. Aaron Toby will play. Um, mm-hmm. are also, there's also a band called the All New Insane. And so I, I don't quite, I don't think their music is, is quite what their name indicates. But um, <laughs> And on the Upland stage, uh, after Huckleberry Funk and the DJs, um, we'll have uh, a lot of drag again, um, hosted by Pat Yo Weave, which is, who is <laughs> yeah. a local yes. favorite. Yeah, um, we will also, Diane Coffee will play at oh, 8 p.m. And I love so Diane people who Coffee. love Diane Coffee are welcome yes. to come out and, okay. and hang out with us. And then at 9 o'clock, we will have our main drag show, our big headliner drag show um, with Sasha Velour, who is mm-hmm. the season nine winner of RuPaul's Drag Race and very much an activist and performer and kind of loves Bloomington and oh, is happy to join Yay. us. Um, now, so we're very excited about that. Yeah, she, okay. she's performed at the back door before, That's but she's never, this is an opportunity is. for people who, um, particularly with all of the drag, um, so many people are either unable to go to the bar because they're not 21 or right. they're not comfortable at a bar mm-hmm. um, in that atmosphere to see a drag show and see a lot of drag and see a lot of people who you know, don't necessarily identify in the way that 
you might think that they, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe they're non-binary. Um, the, a lot of people, we have a lot of uh, performers of color, and it's great to see them on a stage in an unrestricted, free environment where you can just go and enjoy it, yes. and there aren't any restrictions to what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after Sasha performs um, in that whole nine to ten block, we'll close things out uh, with a DJ and then send everyone who is. Eight of age to the back door um, for an after party. <laughs> and what oh. time was that? Uh, it's, I believe they'll open doors at ten so at the back door. The the um, event shuts down at. It shuts down at eleven. It shuts down at eleven, and then it goes. How many volunteers? Uh, well, we're hoping to have nearly a hundred. Um, wow. We, if you want to volunteer, uh, you can find a form on our website. Um, there is also, we have a lot of social media about this. If you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Pridefest18, we'll take you directly to our volunteer sign-up form. And um, you can sign up for a shift, whether that's setting up or cleaning up or helping out with, we have people who need to monitor the perimeter to make sure that people aren't wandering out and um, to make sure that people are throwing their trash away mm-hmm. and being good citizens. <laughs> yeah. And um, people who can work our merch tent and people who can welcome mm-hmm. people into the festival just to say, hello and to be a kind face so there are a lot of things that people can do will there be t-shirts and stuff to buy you will get a free t-shirt if you volunteer and there will be a t-shirt to buy um it will be a black t-shirt with a gold uh our our gold uh, triforce and emblem yeah i don't advertise i don't have it yet i don't have it yet um but uh yeah so there will be shirts to buy we also have buttons and stickers and um our prism youth community will sell their buttons of course Mm -hmm. and uh so there will be a lot of things to spend your money on right it sounds like oh my gosh the planning so i'm sure you started last year as soon as last year we secured uh our we decided on the date actually we've it's always been the same day which is the saturday after iu starts classes okay okay um which is why we don't have our event in june because there's no one in town right um thank you for answering that question yes yeah a lot of people ask yeah people you know yeah yeah, people like kind of get a little i'm sure you're tired of answering oh no it's it's fine it's fine i mean bloomington is a special place it's a ghost town right Right, so when pride month comes around it's just us and so we have it when everyone is here and everyone's excited so um yeah do you see pride expanding um do you like it this size or do you want it to become you know something that's gonna take up downtown or we have to move because because it's just too big I mean I think that's nice I think what's more important is that we are supporting and protecting the communities that we need to and um, that we are educating people that we need to. I mean, there are a lot of issues within our own community. There's mm-hmm. a lot of racism, there's a lot of transphobia, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of hatefulness um, that we have not resolved as in our spectrum, mm-hmm. Do you think um, it's let alone outside of that. That it's lost, that people don't understand necessarily what the meaning of pride is? I think it's a serious problem. I mean, most people don't know the roots of pride. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. don't know that pride is a protest, that pride is oh. resistance against police violence. Like, they have no idea about that, and mm-hmm. they don't understand the implications of what that means today mm-hmm. and how so many people are still brutalized at the hands of police and how mm-hmm. so many people are unprotected um, in our, our supposed rainbow. And I don't mean mm-hmm. to sound overly cynical, but I mean it's a serious problem and it's one that we take very seriously and so it would be great if this festival got very large and very popular and that kind of thing but I would be very disappointed if we did that and lost sight of our mission right. that's much mm-hmm. more important. and I think that you go to a lot of prides but I think they're actually 
backpedaling in the sense that, you know, pride, I think, got out of control in the sense that it became right. a giant drunk fest. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's something to be said for that. But there's other events, I think, to celebrate with that. And people have lost the meaning and, and idea of mm-hmm. what it was and how it got yeah. to where it yeah. was and why the parades and, and, you know, the drag queens and, you know, you know just the, the different cultural side of right. the LGBT community comes out. And I think, you know, yep. I, I love partying and yeah. anyone who knows me knows that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I don't say this to poo-poo on partying right. or having a good time or celebrating who we are. It's just right. that it's important that we remember where we've come from and that 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 is the highest priority. Right. Well, before we go, um, a, uh, a, a website real quick? or um, Website, BloomingtonPride.org slash PrideFest. Um, I also encourage you, more strongly encourage you to find us on Facebook okay. slash Bloomington Pride and on Instagram at B-Town underscore Pride. And you still need folks to volunteer. Very much so. Okay. Well, we're out of time. And before we go, we want to thank you for coming on, Janae. Um, we yes, appreciate thank it. You. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for having you. me. Um, I can't wait. I'm looking. Bloomington. Um, <laughs> who am I? Bloomington. <laughs> <laughs> out. We're going to actually have a booth there, so hopefully we'll get to see you there. But, um, and again, thanks to all of our listeners and volunteers um, who made this possible. I'm Melanie Davis. Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Pressloff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Our trusted intern is Jasper Tony. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Frankie Pressloff. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from our Blooming Out family. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at WFHB.org. That is BloomingOut at WFHB.org. And thank you for listening.